you have to stop expecting the worst case scenario because when you make a decision with yourself like okay i won't be expecting this anymore i can let it go i can let go of control and when i can let go of control this is the moment when you know i'm giving a breather to the universe i'm allowing the universe to flow i'm allowing myself to flow and i'm allowing the energy around me to flow and i'm allowing the universe to flow and bring me all of those things that are going to work better for me are you ready to start believing all things are possible create the absolute best version of yourself and find your own definition of healthy inside and out welcome to the make it personal podcast i'm your host dorotea and together we will cover the topics all about mindset self-development self-confidence and self-love combined with nutrition and movement to help you discover your personal balance of body and mind there is no one size fits all to anything and connecting to your personal self is the only way to to go. Let mindset be your best friend, no matter what you choose to do. It's time you finally create that version of yourself you keep dreaming about. Let's make it personal. Hi guys and welcome back to the podcast. Welcome back to the new episode. As you're listening this now, you probably already know how I named this episode. But as I'm recording this right now, I haven't yet figured out how I'm going to name this episode exactly. But it's going to be all about perfectionism, daily routines and letting go of control and pretty much how to live your life more intuitively. So we're going to pretty much cover three big topics here and I'm going to try to give you a perspective in a way so that you see how all of these things are kind of connecting with each other and influencing each other in one way or another. So we're going to just get right into it and as the episode continues you're going to figure out where I'm heading with this but overall conclusion of this episode is definitely going to be about how you can live your life more intuitively and more according to what works for you and kind of your own rules pretty much here. So first things first, we're going to talk about perfectionism. I'm pretty sure that if all of you were right now in this room and if I asked that everyone who ever said that, oh, I'm a perfectionist raises its hand, I'm pretty sure that 90, let's say 5% of you would raise its hand. And I think that a lot of us, especially nowadays, can relate to this relate to us just striving for being better continuously and whenever someone asks us why are we pushing something so hard we usually mask it under the excuse of oh I'm a perfectionist you know I I have to do it my way I have to do it this way and any other way doesn't work so before we even get deeper here if you consider yourself to be a perfectionist and even if you don't just follow along this episode and I'm pretty sure you're going to figure some new things about you as well. So when it comes to perfectionism, the first thing that I want you to ask yourself is, does it burden you? Does it burden you to constantly have everything perfect, to constantly have everything, you know, the way that you imagined it and just constantly thinking that stuff are not good enough because they are not yet perfect. If it does burden you, then this truly is a deeper problem 
problem and it actually has very little to do with perfectionism and if it doesn't the way that perfectionism could possibly not be burdening you is when you are doing something so passionately and you're just giving it your all and you really don't consider yourself that this perfectionism is burdening me then congratulations you're one of the rare ones so i think that when it comes to perfectionism if you think that you need to go deeper in this topic you first need to ask yourself does perfectionism burden me is my body telling me a signal of you know let's say tiredness of just like this unease when i'm constantly going after this perfectionism that even might not be real so if it burdens you then let's continue further from here when we talk about perfectionism first things first that we need to clear out here is that there is no such thing as perfectionism and i'm pretty sure that we all kind of know this and that we all are aware of this that perfectionism is kind of the same thing as the beauty like perfectionism is in the eyes of beholder so what one person thinks that it's beautiful the other person might not and vice versa and it's kind of the same with perfectionism what one person considers perfect the other person might not and vice versa so we have to clarify that perfection truly does not exist and even if you do reach this perfection at the end of the day when you are doing something there will always be more to do and to make things more perfect as you go because when you evolve you discover you know new potentials and you just continuously want to be more and more perfect so perfectionism first of all doesn't exist and second of all even if it does exist it it's almost impossible to reach it because you're constantly evolving and so is your ability for going for more and more perfect things so as you can tell like perfection isn't truly something that exists out there and it's more like how we see it and how we view things so it's in the eyes of beholder and once again the ball comes back at ourselves so we have to ask ourselves where does this perfectionism comes from because it's obviously coming from ourselves from inside of us so we have to dig deeper and see why do we classify ourselves first of all as perfectionist and second of all why do we have this need to constantly be better even when we do reach this perfection at the end of the day we will continuously think that it's still not good enough and that it can still be better so i actually saw <laughs> i actually saw a tiktok which kind of made me realize this and this is that perfectionism often in adults comes from a child that was doing things but it was never good enough so it's either parents or society or someone else whenever we would do a certain thing even though it was good and you know great there would always be expectation more of us so this is what i'm telling you about like the the bar of expectation is constantly go higher and higher and higher the better you are so the perfectionism in adults actually comes from this belief that things can always be better and by thinking oh this can be better this can be better this can be better this belief with time turn into oh things are never good enough i need to constantly be proving myself all over and all over and all over again because it's never good enough because i have to constantly be better and better and better and we disguise this as you know i'm a perfectionist and it just is what it is but it's actually not and especially not if this is something that is burdening you then it truly 
is not just an excuse. I'm a perfectionist. This is really coming from this deep belief that we are not good enough and that we constantly have to prove ourselves. So the next question to ask yourself here, if you would like to go even deeper, is to determine who do you need to prove yourself to and why? Was it because there were always big expectations of you? Was it because you were conditioned to believe that you are never good enough? Or is it something else? And once you discover it, and once you go a little bit deeper than that, try to ask yourself, where is your self-worth? In whose hands? Why is your self-worth not in your hands? But why are you putting this belief that it's not good enough? I have to prove myself to the world in other people's hands. As simple as that, why is your self-worth not in your hand but why is it in other people's hands and then comes the next thing that is very connected to where is your self-worth and that is that people with perfectionism or people who classify themselves as perfectionists they often let's say struggle with self-sabotage of some sort of way and if you don't know what self-sabotage it's pretty much you know it can be many different things but let's say you have to do this thing that you know is going to benefit you and you just decide to sit down and procrastinate and scroll on your phone and you just self-sabotage and self-sabotage happens always when we think that we are not worthy enough when we think that deep down because on the surface we just tell ourselves oh I'm going to do that later oh that task is going to take a long time anyways I don't have time right now and we just keep on coming with these excuses on and on and on but when we go deeper than that it's as simple as self-sabotage let's put it that way and self-sabotage usually stems out of you know us having this belief this limiting belief deep down inside ourselves that we are not worthy enough or maybe we even think that we are but we think not yet I'm not ready yet I am worthy of it but not yet you know we keep telling ourselves oh I just need to learn one more thing one more course one more whatnot and it keeps prolonging and prolonging because we kind of on the surface think like oh yeah I'm good enough I'm worthy enough but not yet and why do we think not yet there are so many people out there who achieved their dreams and they were not ready they were not as half as disciplined or knowledgeable or whatnot as some of us and yet they made it happen why because they believe in themselves and they put their self-worth in their own hands and they never postponed it they pretty much told themselves I will figure it out as I go I know I am worthy enough so I will figure it out as I go why not why couldn't it be possible that I am learning along the way as I am developing myself into a better person as I am becoming more perfect version of myself or whatnot and it comes back to you once again because when you see people out there who are going after the things that you want and you know on the outside it may even look like they're doing things perfectly but on the inside they're not they're just deciding to show up for themselves and they're just deciding not to self-sabotage themselves and you know why because they think they are worthy enough not just on the surface but also deep down inside themselves they know and they believe that they are worthy enough and their self-worth is in their own hands so no matter if someone comes and tells them like oh you're not ready 
just yet you're not capable enough they will just smirk it off and be like you know i i might not be ready yet but i know that i can so i'm just gonna go after it and the reason that they react this way is because they are putting their self-worth in their own hands so you can see here that us believing that we are not worthy enough or us believing that we are worthy enough but not quite yet is going to lead to self-sabotage and self-sabotage goes hand in hand with perfectionism it's kind of like the same similar thing disguised as another thing but the 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 root of both perfectionism and self-sabotage is always going to be where is your own self-worth is it in your own hands or is it in someone else's hands and then once again why do you think that you are not good enough so the question here is how do i let go of perfectionism how do i stop self-sabotaging myself and the answer is quite simple but also quite difficult if it makes sense it's simple because it consists only of one thing and that is doing the inner work and working through your limiting beliefs and figuring out a way how you can trust yourself more and not others how to prove yourself to you and not to others and how to see yourself as good enough no matter where you are in this journey it is as simple as that but then yet again this is more difficult than it seems and it takes actually us sitting down and having conversations with ourselves and seeing where this comes from maybe it's from your childhood maybe it's from society maybe it's something else have that conversation with yourself it's not an easy conversation to have but once you become aware of these things this is the moment that you will be able to change it like there is no other way around it you will not be able to change it unless you sit down and have a conversation with yourself and if you just keep telling yourself oh but i'm still a perfectionist so you know i'm just gonna keep doing things my way fine do it but it will be so much more difficult for you and it will be burdening you so much that it will probably take you double or triple the time to get to what you want and the question is will you even get to the point of you getting what you want because you will continue self-sabotaging yourself you will continue being perfectionist and keep doing things better and better and better but never finishing them because they will never be good enough so my advice would definitely be here to have that difficult conversation with yourself see where this comes from and then once you realize this is the moment when you will be ready to change it once you do have this conversation with yourself this is the moment when you will be able to honestly talk with yourself and see how can i create a daily routine that works for me that i can live life more intuitively because the truth is that we are not really living the life intuitively when we are trying to be perfectionist because this is constantly burdening us and we are in this constant state of let's say anxiety or rush or putting a pressure on ourselves like oh i have to do this i have to do it now i have to you know i have to i have to i have to and we're constantly putting this pressure on ourselves so when we are pressured we can't really live intuitively so when someone asks me how can i live more intuitively the first thing here is to really see if that person struggles a little bit with perfectionism or self-sabotage of some sort of way and once you do that and once you see if you know perfectionism or self-sabotage is burdening this person this is the moment when you can put it to the side and this is the moment when you can have a conversation about a daily routine 
routine that is going to help a person live more intuitively with who they are. So before we get into a daily routine, once again, I'm going to ask you a question. Is there such a thing as a perfect daily routine? So we're going to tackle a lot of beliefs we all have and we all have been conditioned to think and believe growing up, growing in the society. The truth is that both us men and women, we grew up in something that we can call a man's world. And what I think by that is that everything in this world is organized in a way that it suits a man. And I'm not saying anything against men here. I just want to clarify that. But the thing is that nowadays there are more and more conversations about how women are more likely to thrive when they are living an organized life according to their own cycle. So if you don't know this, men have a 24-hour hormone cycle. So meaning that, you know, they wake up, their hormones are at their peak, they have a lot of energy, and then as they go throughout the day, their energy goes down and they go to sleep and then they wake up and the 24-hour cycle continues from the next day. Whereas us women, we also have this 24-hour cycle, but we also have a 30-day cycle. So that means that throughout the 30 days, our energy won't be the same every single day. Like, yes, they will be more or less, let's say, at the peak in the morning, but sometimes not necessarily. Sometimes our overall hormones, depending where you are in your cycle, are going to, you know, make you more energized or less energized. They're going to make you more focused or less focused. They're going to make you, you know, better for one type of task and better for other type of tasks. So this is something that is very good to know and good to be aware of, especially if you are a woman. And I know that majority of people listening to this are women-based. So this is why I'm talking about this. And we can also make this a complete separate podcast episode. So if you are someone who is interested in this, just go and do your own research and see what works for you. I'm also not an expert about this, but I had to mention it because I want to show you how we truly, everything that we do, us women, we are not designed to work every day from the morning till the evening. Whereas men have 24 hour cycle and, you know, before women had rights, this is how the world was. You know, men would go to work. This was working for them. And then with time, with history changes, women got rights. Now we are all working and we all kind of jumped into their own system, world, however you want to call it. And we're trying to keep up and we can in a way, but also we do have days when we are truly struggling. So when we talk about a daily routine, no matter if you go to work or not, if you stay at home, whatever, if you're a teenager going to school, it doesn't matter. And the reason why I'm telling you all of this is just to show you how, you know, we have been conditioned to believe that we have to go to work from, let's say, eight to five, but things are changing. And, you know, we are at this point in our human society evolution where we're kind of questioning all of these things, especially women. And we are questioning, like, is this the right way for us to be living? Because women are thriving much more when they sync their work calendar with their hormonal cycle. This is not a conversation about a hormonal cycle or whatnot, but this is just to show you how we have been conditioned to believe that one thing is the best way. But is it really? Is it really the best way? So whatever daily routine you have or have been taught or conditioned to believe that is the best for you growing up, like you have to ask 
yourself, is this really the best routine for myself? And then at the same time, is there such a thing as a perfect daily routine? Like who said that certain things need to be done a certain way? Why are you putting all of these obligations on yourself when they're not working for you? All the things, all the routines that you want to have, like, you know, I often get asked about a morning routine, like, listen, meditation works great for me in the morning. Gratitude journaling works great for me in the morning. Working out does not work great for me in the morning. And just because these things work for me doesn't mean that they will necessarily work for you. So you have to ask yourself, okay, what works for me? And then really going deep and kind of putting aside and, you know, this is the thing, like it's all over internet that we all have to meditate in the morning and being that girl and, you know, doing Pilates in the morning and all of those things are beautiful. I'm not saying anything against that, but if they are not working for you, they're just burdening you even more. And when things are burdening you, we have learned that a moment ago, when things are burdening you, they're putting a pressure on you and then you cannot live intuitively. So you have to test it out. You have to see if one things work for you. You have to change it up and maybe you won't figure it out from the first trial, but do that trial and error and see what works for you and then use that to have your, let's say, morning routine and whatnot. When deciding what you want to have in your, let's say, morning routine or evening routine or whatnot, daily routine, the thing that you need to be asking yourself is how does each action make you feel? Because this is crucial. This is so crucial because if something is burdening you, it's pressuring you and therefore you cannot live intuitively. So you have to find those things that will fuel your cup and that will make your energy go super high and that will just, you know, give you spark for life pretty much. So that's one thing about daily routines for more intuitive life. The second thing is that you have to, you know, I'm saying all of those things and they sound that they're, you know, not really structured and I'm not big, big fan of structures, but there has to be some sort of structure. So if you want to live your life more intuitively, you still have to have your non-negotiables for living a more intuitive life. And what I mean by that, those are going to be the things that you know are going to help you be more aligned with who you are. So if something negative happens throughout the day or just situation or an experience that you didn't really expect it to happen, you, you have to feel first the situation. It's, it's okay. That's actually beneficial to feel it through, but don't linger in that, let's say, negative vibe type of emotion for too long. And this is the moment where you have to have your non-negotiables systems that are going to help you come back to yourself, that are going to help you be more intuitive with yourself. The question is not about how often someone will fall, but the question is how fast someone will get up. Because we all have moments in our life that make us feel not aligned with who we are and we just get into this negative mood. We all have that. But this is also something that I've talked about on my um, Instagram some time ago. The, the difference between positive people or people who you think that are positive constantly and the difference between people who seem to be negative is just this ability to snap out of the negative feeling faster than the other group. And the reason why these people can snap out of them faster is because they have some sort of a system that they know they work. So first things first, this is why switching up your routines is beneficial for you because by switching them up, you will 
figure out what makes you feel better faster and you will realize what things burden you and what things don't burden you and then when you go through this like trial and error when things happen you will be able to snap yourself out of it much faster and don't get me wrong like all of this won't happen overnight and this is a work in progress but with your let's say systems of things that you know that are going to help you for example let's say I had a bad situation and in my personal case I know that meditation in that moment won't help like sometimes it can but for like a very short period of time like I need to get this energy out so for me it's usually like singing and dancing or going out for a walk make this energy move get it out of your system and for some people they like to sit down and just have a very quiet conversation with themselves meditate journal whatnot and it can be something completely different I don't know gardening like it doesn't matter it can be whatever whatever but it has to work for you and you have to have your non-negotiables for living more intuitively so those are going to be the things that are going to help you be more aligned with who you are so once again regarding having daily routines that are going to help you live your life more intuitively you have to do things your way because your body first of all is going to notice when you are not doing things your way and your body and your mind know best what works for you what type of work schedule is more aligned with your soul what type of like working out schedule is more aligned with you and I can give you an example here of what I've been trying to implement lately and it has been working like a charm when we go back to work schedule and daily routines okay so usually growing up of course as everyone else I've been conditioned to believe that you know you get up you have to work you work till like you know eight to five and then you have time for whatever else let's put it that way and me for the past let's say two years working for myself like I am blessed that way that I can you know reorganize my schedule in a way that works for me completely how I want it and I know that I am blessed this way and I'm grateful for this but know that I truly understand if you you know even if you have a job and you have to figure it out because I have done numerous types of jobs throughout my studying years and stuff like that like from waitressing and having like zero personal three days and stuff like that I've been there done that so I understand but but this is the thing what I'm trying to tell you like I've been asking myself here now does it actually work for me to be working in the morning or does it work for me better to be working in the afternoon and I took a moment and I realized that I usually find myself when I work in the morning pressuring myself like oh you have to do this as fast as possible because you still have to go to the gym you still have to I don't know go for a walk go to the store buy groceries I don't know what whatever pay the bills what like it does not matter like there will always be something and when I'm working in the morning I'm stressing so much and the reason why I'm stressing so much is because my own cup is not filled and it's just the way of perspective here I've been conditioned this way to believe and I've been trying to test out something completely different for the past some time and that is that I wake up in the morning I have a morning completely for myself so that can mean like I don't know if I have to study something if I have to go to the store if I go to the gym if I go for a walk if I just want to enjoy in the nature I will have the first half of the day for me and then when I sit down and when I do the work that would be let's say I don't know from 1 p.m to like I don't know 8 p.m something like that but I'm I'm just saying random numbers here but you get the 
point. And when I started doing this, like I found myself much more effective. And this is the thing, like I've, I have also always been a type of person who is not very productive in the morning. And even when I was like studying during my, you know, university years, I would always study in the afternoons. And I've tried to change this. I've tried, but it's at the end of the day, it's always like me being much more productive in the afternoons rather than in the first half of the day. And also another side note, I know that this is something that works for me right now in this moment of life. And I know that when there will be other obligations or if I will be living another type of lifestyle, you know, there will have to be a routine change. And that's okay. I'm okay with that. But right now I have to ask myself, what is pressuring me less so that I can live more intuitive and more aligned life with who I am? So when I started implementing that, I was like, oh, wow, this actually like the first half of the day actually fills my cup. So then I am more productive and I actually enjoy what I love. And there is no this pressure that I have to do a bazillion of other things that I have to do. And for example, like if you are someone who works, if I were to put myself in your shoes right now, if I was someone who was working right now, I would probably do it the same type of way. Like maybe I would wake up an hour early in the morning just to have my morning routine because this has with time become my non-negotiable. I would go to work and then when I come back from work, I would then focus on the things that I love doing, which is what I'm blessed to be able to do now. But I would still have this structure if it makes sense. And then if I were someone who was working in the afternoon, I would try to accommodate it around it. So you have to approach this very individually and you have to change this according to your current lifestyle because lifestyle is going to change. It's going to change. Like this is inevitable. It changes from season to season and what worked for you in one season won't necessarily work for you in another. I know for a fact that, you know, now it's summer and I am more productive during summer because there is daylight and when there is winter, I will have to switch things up again. So once again, you have to do things your way and find a schedule that works for you because you, your body and your mind will know best what's for you. And now we are getting to the third part and that is to let go of control. When you think about changing your daily routine and doing that trial and error and not having a structure and having to let go, if you feel this unease in your body, I want you to ask yourself, what are you trying to control so much? Because the reason we control is because we don't trust something and we don't trust something when that something is not in our hands. So once again, we're going back to the first point here. Why do you think that is not in your hand to create a routine that works for you? Why don't you trust yourself that you can have a different routine for different days? Why do you think that what you have been taught or the way that your life has been structured so far is working for you? Like, is it really working for you? Like, just ask yourself, is it really working for you? The, the way that, you know, your routines are and your schedule is? Like, if it is, like, great job, very proud of you. But if it isn't, if there is even an inch of you feeling pressured in a negative type of way, you have to ask yourself, like, maybe you don't have to change the whole thing. But maybe there is that one thing that is just not aligned with you and you keep pushing it because this is what it's right. I need you to let go of control because by letting go of control, you're allowing change, you're allowing flow, and you're allowing things to be different 
different each day. And when you are allowing things to be different each day, you're living more intuitive. You're listening to how you're feeling. Once again, hormonal cycle. Not every day is going to be the same. And you have to ask yourself deep down inside what works for me on that day. That's another type of approach you can have if you want to live a more intuitive life. Like you can have your systems, you can have your routines that work for you, but you also have to be able to let go of certain things on certain days or certain moments throughout the day because maybe something that works for you in the morning doesn't work for you in the afternoon. And maybe if something works for you on a Monday won't necessarily work for you on a Thursday. And this is also another reason why I'm very against any type of old school type of planners where you write everything that you will be doing throughout the month, throughout the week. It's all great to have your obligations written down so that you know. But the way that I approach this and what I figure that works best for me and that allows me to live my life the most intuitively is I have a monthly calendar where I can see all my obligations, you know, the the big events or things that I have to do on a certain day or deadlines or I don't know, whatever else. And I do not do weekly planning because this for me, once again, for me, <laughs> this has been proven to be less beneficial than not because I would plan the whole week and write what I have to do on a certain day. And then, you know, not every day was the same. And I was just pressuring myself even more by like all of these to-do lists that at that moment of time, they were impossible for me to do. So I dropped the weekly planner. I have my monthly one. And then I just go throughout every single day. Sometimes I do it the night before or in the morning, first things in the morning after my morning routine. I schedule the day, let's say, see what I have to do in that day, plan around my goals, plan around my deadlines, plan around my obligations. And I do it that way. And this is once again, something that works for me. But this is my way of letting go of control and allowing this flow to happen, allowing to live more intuitively. And I'm going to be completely honest, this was something that was so scary for me in the beginning to allow to not have a weekly planner. Like I was constantly coming back to it. But every time I would come back to it, I would realize how miserable it made me feel. And once again, I just I want to clarify this because I don't know if it's clear enough. I'm not stating that you do not have goals and I'm not stating that you do not keep the track of your obligations or deadlines or whatever else you have to do. Have this written somewhere. But then as every day approaches, try to work around it. And, you know, you have those things that you have to do, but then maybe you would pack on a certain day a bazillion of other obligations that you want to do or create or whatnot. And then that day comes and you feel miserable and you have energy only for that one obligation that, you know, had to be done anyways. And you will feel even worse when you see all of those to-do lists, which you did not make happen because that was how your day was. So this is something that I did personally for myself. But the question is just how can you let go of control? How can you allow this change and allow this flow to happen? Because you have to allow things to be different each day because each day is different. You know, sun is not shining the same every single day. Sometimes there is rain, sometimes there is snow. Allow things to be different each day because maybe that day that is going to be different than others, maybe that change is going to bring you unexpected result that you want. I hope you understand what I'm trying 
trying to say here. If you stay stuck in your structure type of thinking, narrow, let's say narrow-minded, but I think you kind of understand what I'm trying to say here. Having one path, you're like, okay, this is the path that I have to go. This is the things that I have to do. And it just is. And I'm not looking around what else is around me. And by not looking what else is around me, I'm missing all of these opportunities and I'm missing something unexpected. Like maybe I want a certain thing in my life and this is right here and I'm not seeing it because I'm going so stubbornly in this one path. And I think that maybe this reward is at the end of this path, but it's actually path right next to it. So you have to let go of control because when you let go of control, you allow flow, you allow change and that change can bring you the unexpected result you want to go a little bit deeper if you're maybe asking yourself like how do I let go of control I find this very difficult I will ask you a question what are you trying to control here because when you don't trust things are going to happen this is when we are trying to control them and make it our own way by force and when we are doing things out of force just think about it you just end up pressuring yourself and by pressuring yourself you're kind of emitting this let's say heavy energy into the world and by doing that you are attracting in your life exactly what you fear most or what you fight most against so when you are trying to control things the reason why you're trying to control things is usually because of some sort of fear because you are expecting that things won't happen the way that you imagine them so you're like okay I have to control this and hold this and make it my way and this is when things are going to happen the way that I want them but you are talking out of fear and if you want to stop attracting those things you need to stop expecting that things are not going to work in your favor and when you stop expecting you have to work through this limiting belief this is the same as you know you thinking that you are not good enough you have to stop expecting the worst case scenario because when you make a decision with yourself like okay I won't be expecting this anymore I can let it go I can let go of control and when I can let go of control this is the moment when you know I'm giving a breather to the universe I'm allowing the universe to flow I'm allowing myself to flow and I'm allowing the energy around me to flow and I'm allowing the universe to flow and bring me all of those things that are going to work better for me and this is how I'm going to live the most authentic most intuitive life because when I let go of control I allow myself to be what I am and I allow myself to listen how I feel deep inside and I don't keep pressuring myself with perfectionism or self-sabotage or controlling things when I let it go I start living more intuitively okay so that's that for today's episode I hope you enjoyed it as always feel free to screenshot this episode send me you know your inputs what you realized by listening to me post it on your social medias and tag me so that I can see it repost it and then we can discuss it and it would also mean a lot to me if you could rate or review a podcast on both Apple or Spotify wherever you're listening and that's that from me from today talk to you in the next episode bye